Welcome, and thank you for joining Josh Wilbers for Josh Reads the New Testament. I'm Brian S. Atwood. In this series, Josh embarks upon a unique and ambitious journey, reading and discussing the entire New Testament over the course of this podcast. Join Josh as he seeks to both encourage and challenge us all to better understand the Word of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, here's Josh with more from the New Testament. Welcome to Josh Reads the New Testament. Let's see what the Lord has to show us today. We are going to start with Matthew 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Amminadab. Amminadab, the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam, Rehoboam, the father of Abijah, Abijah, the father of Asa, Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram, Jehoram, the father of Uzziah, Uzziah, the father of Jotham, Jotham, the father of Ahaz, Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, Manasseh, the father of Amon, Amon, the father of Josiah, and Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. After the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, the father of Abihud, Abihud, the father of Eliakim, Eliakim, the father of Azor, Azor, the father of Zadok, Zadok, the father of Achim, Achim, the father of Elihud, Elihud, the father of Eleazar, Eleazar, the father of Mathen, Mathen, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called the Messiah. Thus, there were fourteen generations in all, from Abraham to David, fourteen from David to the exile to Babylon, and fourteen from the exile to the Messiah. This section's pretty interesting because it goes through a ton of different names and depending on how Bible literate you are, each of these names kind of triggers a different story or memory to you. Some major ones is Rahab who was a prostitute that is in the line of Jesus to kind of point back to the idea that it doesn't matter who you are necessarily, but when you trust in Jesus and you trust in his provision, what he can make of you. As well as that, we have Ruth who wasn't even was a Gentile, wasn't even supposed to be in this line. And we have uh, many other different names in here that are very interesting names. But I think sometimes we get bogged down with genealogies and think, wow, this is a lot of names and who knows what's going on with each one of these. But I challenge you, when you come across a genealogy, take a little bit of time and just look at some of the names, pick out some of them and go and research them, learn about them. And you can find some incredibly interesting, and some crazy stories that the Bible has. But let's continue reading. Verse 18. 
This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The Virgin Mary will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This section following immediately after the genealogy, I think is just kind of a great tie-in to the beginning of the New Testament here. It talks about the lineage of Jesus, all these interesting Old Testament people before Jesus that came and had interesting stories all themselves. But then we get to how Jesus came about and that he wasn't just some creation by two humans, but that he was by Mary who was pregnant through the Holy Spirit, that it was a God-ordained baby. And that lets us into a little peek at who Jesus is, not just some ordinary human who has somehow gained the ability to forgive sins, but that he was prophesied to be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And along with that, he was destined to save us from our sins from day one, before he was even born, there was a plan in place. And I think that's something we can take a lot of comfort in today, is that before all of these things happened, before all the ministry of Jesus, all the world went by, God had a plan. And we can see it in this genealogy as well, that it goes down through until eventually it gets to Jesus. There's an exile that's talked about in the middle of this genealogy as well. And I imagine God's people weren't exactly excited about being in exile, but it was all to build up to this incredible idea of who's at the bottom of this genealogy? Jesus is. The most important man in history. And I think that's where genealogies, we can kind of get, we can kind of get lost in them. But when it comes down to it, it's trying to show us the lineage of Jesus and that it's not a lot of perfect people up there. In fact, there's no one perfect in that genealogy except Jesus. And it kind of takes the pressure of, off of us to be perfect all the time. We don't have to be perfect, but when we can trust in the one who was perfect, who sacrificed himself for us, it's quite, it's quite the gift, something we can't get from anywhere else. And I think this is also an important reminder to each of us that no matter where you came from, whether good or bad, it is up to you to be something and to make something of yourself. And the, with the way to truly do that is to trust in Jesus as your savior. And it doesn't matter what's in your past. We have, we have prostitutes, like I mentioned earlier. We have people that went through some terrible hardship and they're still counted in the genealogy of Jesus and referenced purposefully to show that it's not about you, but about him. 
As always, thanks for listening, and I hope you learned something and grew a little closer to God today. God bless. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Josh Reads the New Testament. We hope you learned something new and grew a little closer to God today. If you liked what you heard or want to learn more, check out other episodes on Spotify. You can also contact Josh directly at joshreadsthent at gmail.com. Our music was provided by bensound.com. I'm Brian S. Atwood. Join us next time to learn more as Josh reads the New Testament.